Welcome to the official podcast of Oklahoma Next Gen Leaders. This podcast exists to empower the next generation of leaders through intentional mentorship. Now, in this podcast, we're going to be hearing from Christy Cheek. But before we do, make sure that you are subscribed, make sure that you like us and follow us on social media. This way you can stay up to date on fresh content, brand new resources. And look, we need you to share it because this content is always great and it will bless everybody in your circle. All right, today we're going to be hearing from Christy Cheek. She is a pastor's wife, a mother, and just an all-around awesome leader. And she is a spitfire, full-of-energy person. I love Christy Cheek. She always has something great to say. Let's dive right in. Well, praise the Lord. Next Gen Leaders, it's so good to be with you again on this podcast, Leading in the Dark. I pray that something that is said today will help spark something in your life, um, help you. I am thankful for this platform, thankful to the leadership that has opened this up and allowed us to speak to you. Um, I think it's for all of us and it helps us to learn. So thank you for listening, learning, investing in the kingdom. And that's where God receives the glory. And he makes us and he molds us into what he wants us to become. What a privilege. Um, you know, darkness is here. It's everywhere. It's all around us. The Bible says perilous times shall come, and we're there. What we've heard, preached about, what we've sang about, we've wept, we've shouted about, it's here. It's here. Everything that can be shaken is being shaken it's right now all the way down to our core beliefs as individuals. Um, the church is also being challenged. And maybe the fear from the world's turmoil is affecting or maybe causing darkness for you right now. And it leaves you feeling vulnerable, exposed, afraid, uh, maybe it's forcing you into this unknown a little faster than maybe you were willing to go. And maybe, you know, the coming of the Lord has been in the future. It's always been way out there um, in your mind and in all of our minds. But um, I've heard about this as a, as a young child. I remember being so afraid of hearing of the coming of the Lord. But we are seeing before our eyes. We are living it right now. And it is an unknown, unchartered waters for all of us. But I want to remind you, uh, maybe just encourage you, that yes, darkness can be scary. Um, spiritual darkness, worldly darkness, they all can be very scary, very lonely. But I want to encourage you that as the sun maybe is setting, meaning that maybe we're coming off of the mountaintop, 
down into a valley time of our lives. It's, it's not time to be saddened that the sunlight is gone, but to realize that that darkness that is coming, God will be there. I remember as a child being outside and playing, oh man, I could play outside all day long and never come in. I don't know how I ate or how I functioned, but um, I would be outside just playing and remembering the sun beginning to set and oh, just feeling this sadness that my day was going away. But now as an adult, I enjoy watching the sunset and I, in wa- I, I love to go outside and in the evening times as the earth becomes dark um, and look up in the sky and see that beautiful moon that God has created for us. He didn't leave us completely in total pitch black darkness. He gave us light. And that moon should be a reminder to us that God is there. He cares. And he's shedding light on our darkness. And as we can go outside and see that light, we can also go to the word of God for direction and for help at times like these in the darkness. King Solomon has a lot to say about this. And in Ecclesiastes 11, chapter 11, verses 7 through 8, the Bible says, Truly the light is sweet, and a pleasant thing it is for the eyes to behold the sun. But if a man live many years and rejoice in them all, yet let him remember the days of darkness, for they shall be many. All that cometh is vanity. So in this passage, King Solomon, he's dealing with the ups and the downs uh, or the light and the darkness of life, saying that there there's many uncertainties and failures that are going to come. But the best way to deal with the fearful statistics or the naysayers in your life is to just keep sowing, dealing with the darkness that comes. Just keep sowing. You don't know what seeds are going to grow, but you got to keep investing. You got to invest in your life. You got to invest in your world. You've got to invest in what God has given to you and open the doors He's opened. You've got to be able to walk through those. Let God give the increase. Romans chapter 3, verse 4 says, Let God be true, but let every man be a liar. Even in our sorrows, there's still pleasures. God takes really good notes and all things will be judged by him. He, what, what, is he, what is he saying as he's looking down upon the world today that we're in? Is he saying, what are you doing with the much that has been given to you? Is he saying, I have given you understanding. I have opened these doors. I have given you favor in these areas. But what are we doing? Are we paralyzed? Are we paralyzed by the fear and the darkness that is around us? God is the judge. 
And what are we doing with the much that he has given us? Are we the one talent guy that's sitting there crying because we only have the one talent? Or we can we take that talent that he has given us because that's what we can handle and multiply it even in adversity, even in the darkness? What are we doing with the platforms or the people that God has opened up to us that has maybe he's given us favor on our job or maybe people are looking to us for answers or Bible studies on our job or maybe our social media platform has many followers. So what are we doing with that that God has opened up to us? How are we using that in the darkness? I like to go back to Bible stories and God's word just to see how people handled situations and you know how God deals with things. I want to love the things that God loves and I want to hate the things that God hates. And so the only way we're going to know that is to be able to go back to his word for direction and for instruction. And so I always like to envision I'm a picture kind of girl. So I, I want to think back to Adam and Eve and all of the uncertainties that were in their lives, all the unknowns. That was all they knew was a new day. What's going to happen today? And they would be walking in, in the cool of the day with God. That was all they ever had known that that was all that they wanted. That was all that they needed. They didn't know what it was like to be afraid. They didn't know what it was like to have fear, anxiety in their lives. There was no history for them to go back to. There was no scientist to tell them how they should think and how they should respond. It was just them and their creator, and that's all that they needed. But even though that sounds so amazing, wow, you know, maybe you never thought of it like that. But God has created you for such a time as this. We've all been shoved into the darkness right now. It's uncomfortable. It's scary. But I know one thing. And I can take comfort in knowing that God is not caught off guard. He's not afraid. He's not wringing his hands. But what I do pray is he is not looking down upon this earth with his people and being grieved because we're not doing with what he has given us. He is, we are not using the much that he has given. Even if it's a one talent. If it's two talents, if it's five talents, if he has given you an ability with people that people are, are naturally drawn to you, you use that. I pray God gives you the boldness to speak out against the enemy that is trying to destroy the thoughts and, 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 um, where we are in the world and and believe in our beliefs and our core beliefs stand up for God stand up for his word in everything that is 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 uh godly 
this world is trying to turn and trying to put questions in the minds of of young young people and in in our colleges and and he's, he's trying to rework the minds he's trying to re- rework our morals but if you have favor with people speak up i pray you have a boldness that comes over you in those situations and you can feel the anointing of, of god and sow the seeds you don't know what ground it's going to fall on you're not in charge of the increase god gives the increase We just are here to plant the seeds and to live life according to God's plan. So let's talk about the wilderness. You can't shortcut that process. And maybe you're in your wilderness right now. Maybe you're in the valley. But it's in that. Just remember, God's doing something in your life. God's working. God's moving. Maybe the prayers that you've been praying for a long time are being answered in this wilderness process. You can't begrudge that. You can't try to shortcut it. You can't run from it. We understand Moses many times tried to get out of what God had called him to do with excuses and running. And he's not equipped. He's not adequate. We, We see that Joseph had so many times that he could have thrown up his hands and said, you know what? I'm done. I, I, I didn't ask for this. And I ask you, what are you doing with God, with what God has entrusted in you? All great leaders went through darkness to become. Are you shining your light in the dark times? Are you rising to the top? Are you making the best out of the worst? You see, your wilderness is not going to look like anyone else's. It's okay to look at others' leadership and aspire and admire that. But make no mistake, your darkness was made just for you. You can't shortcut that process. Brother Lee Stone King's life comes to mind. And you would have thought that he has seen so much He has preached to hundreds of thousands of people, seen many miracles. Just listening to him builds your faith at any level, at any time. But his his testimony of when he walked through death's door, but yet it wasn't time. And God brought him back through. And through that process, God was making him and molding him and shaping him to be able to stand before the UN with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So what a way to use darkness to give God glory. Dreams are born in the dark. Rest happens in the dark. So let's embrace the darkness. Let's not be afraid. I promise you, those that you look up to and their leadership abilities, they've gone through severe dark times hard times, lonely times. But this isn't to discourage you, but to bring you understanding as how these great leaders came to be. You have to understand that it is a process. So don't fear the darkness. Don't fear the times this world is in because this is the time we can shine bright. How can we shine bright? Ask God to give you direction where you are, what's going on. I have a a real quick story to end this with. It's a real life story, but I'm going to 
changed the names of these ladies because I haven't been able to speak to both of them to okay this story that I could actually share it with you all. So we're going to call call them Sarah and Rebecca. And Sarah is an apostolic precious lady that works with Rebecca. They're co-workers and they've been working for a while together for a company. And every day that they would come in, uh, Sarah just, you know, she was always positive, always smiling, you know, almost the annoying to the point of annoying. But um, she would ask Rebecca many times, for a Bible study, if if she could give her a Bible study, and Rebecca never really was ready for it. She never really entertained the thought, and but Sarah never stopped trying. She continued to ask her, um, to but to no avail. So one day they came into work, and everyone had a pink slip. The company was going bankrupt. And so to hear it described, everybody was wailing and crying. Some were angry. Uh, some were banging their fists. Um, everyone was upset except for Sarah. And Rebecca, in all of her rage, she was so upset because no one saw this coming that she looked over at Sarah and Sarah was just with a smile on her face, she began to pack up her desk and she was not acting like anyone around her. And Rebecca walks over. She was mad. At this point, she was watching Rebecca, watching Sarah be happy, almost happy through this process. And she walks over to Sarah and she's like, well, what kind of package did they give you? What kind of payout did they give you? And Sarah looks at Rebecca and says, I don't know what you mean. I'm I'm getting let go just like you're getting let go. She goes, Rebecca says, you mean you didn't get anything special? And she said, oh, no. She said, how can you respond that way? How can you, Rebecca says, how could you respond like that? And, and Sarah says, well, she said, I'm just excited if God closes one door, he's going to open another door. So I just can't wait to see what God has opened for me now. And Rebecca looks at her with her mouth opened and says, I want what you have. I, I, I'm done playing. I want what you have. If you can go through something like this with a smile on your face, I've got to have what you have. And that began a year-long Bible study together. And it ended up um, with Rebecca receiving the Holy Ghost, being baptized in Jesus' name. And now she has um, uncles. She has cousins. She has her daughter. She has sons, her husband. They can fill up a whole row at our church all because Sarah saw in the darkness that she could be a light. That's how you lead in the dark. You don't let life circumstances dictate to how you will respond. And when that happens, others are going to be drawn to the light that shines in you. So again, the question is, what does leading in the dark look like? 
Sometimes it's keeping your eyes shut and your knees on the floor. Praying not out of fear, but praying with purpose until your faith builds and warfare begins. Maybe letting go and letting God. Learning to hold on to things loosely so that God doesn't have to pry your fingers off. Hold on to things loosely so God doesn't have to pry your fingers off. So shine on. Shine so bright that others will be led to you in the dark. God will make something beautiful out of these dark times. That's why your leading must have purpose and meaning every single day. Now go change your world, next-gen leaders. Keep leading. Keep trusting in the Lord. We love you. Our prayers are with you. Thank you for listening to this episode. In our next episode, we have a very special conversation between not only our youth president, Derek Borders, but also Pastor Matthew Johnson. Now, if you don't know who Matthew Johnson is, you need to. He has been a youth ministries executive. He's been a pastor now of two different churches. But not only that, he's a decorated father, a great speaker, and an awesome Christian man of God. We're looking forward to this back and forth conversation, and we're believing that it's really going to bless your life. So make sure that you're tuned in on social media, and like always, subscribe to this podcast.